You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 150. Today, my guest is Peter de Villiers. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me. Hi. And we are going to be talking about Cure the Cancer of the Two-Minute Tasks. So that sounds like an interesting topic, Peter. Yeah, it's, I suppose some people sometimes find the title and the mention or the analogy with cancer to be maybe insensitive, but it just works really well because our businesses are filled with these two-minute tasks and it's insidious for the most part. We're not aware that they're there, but the impact is certainly felt. It certainly is. And we all love our to-do list, but do we actually get them done? And also, there's an awful lot on our to-do list that we don't take the time to question whether it should be there in the first place, let alone whether we get it done or not. For sure. And they tend to rotate around a little bit, don't they? We don't actually look at whether we need to do them, whether we can delegate them out, or whether they shouldn't be there at all. Yeah, we find that a lot that with people that we work with and in our own business, we still uncover these things and and fight against it the whole time that it's you end up doing things just because you've been doing them or we do this every week. Nobody asks a question anymore. Why are we doing it? And do we still need this or not? So we try and focus on that. So have you got some tips for our audience on how they can start dealing with some of these two minute tasks that may or may not need to be there? Whilst in my day job, so to speak, it's all about automation and tech and everything. I mean, I'm very much a geek in that respect. It all always, for me, starts with just pen and paper. It's simply making a note, let's say, in 15-minute increments, which are, when you start doing it, you think, well, every 15 minutes, that's going to waste a lot of time. But if you just every 15 minutes write on a notepad next to you at your desk, what have you been doing? And if you have a team of people, you really want them to do the same. And then just after a week, you can start reviewing it and quickly realize what things are being done for no good purpose. And when I say no good purpose, it's really around the fact of, yes, I'm doing this, but is it delivering any real value either to the customer or to the business itself? And if you do that across the whole business, you very quickly build up an enormous list of things that just taking up time, it's chewing up time, but not actually generating any results for anyone. Yes, absolutely. When I was an apprentice, we used to have to do it in six-minute increments. So Mm. you got very good at working out what you were doing because they were our charge-out sheets. So the customers were billed via those six-minute increments and you even had to put bathroom breaks and that sort of thing so people knew exactly what you were doing. So it can be quite mind-blowing when you start writing that down. So you said in your day job you do a lot of tech. So do you have an app that you would normally use in your day job? Yeah, so we as a business, we are Macanta, which is a business process automation and custom CRM tool, all no code based. So from our perspective, it's very much you you build up that list of the things that you're doing and that, that your team's doing, and then look at, well, okay, how can we either automate those tasks 
or through the use of automation in the business, eliminate them from needing to be done in the first place, which happens very often where there's needing to enter data multiple times and simple things like that. And it's the whole thing with a cancer of two minute tasks. It is that thing that you just think, oh, it'll only take two minutes. I'll quickly do that. And those just add up and and then you get to a point where it's, well, okay, if you actually go and focus on it and you do this exercise, you very quickly see that, well, okay, if I could automate a task, I might only save two minutes. It's hardly worth the effort. But if you then think, well, okay, I've identified 10 tasks that's being done 10 times a day and it's done by everyone on the team and everything, you very quickly escalate. And it's a simple calculation. You very quickly get to, you can free up with automation and the elimination of tasks, 104 days of capacity in the business over the year. Oh, wow. That really puts a two-minute task into perspective, doesn't it? And that then makes it worthwhile because you think, well, okay, I can release an extra 104 days of capacity in my business. What will that do for the business? But also, currently, you're paying for those things to be done. So that's resource that's going into something that potentially you can eliminate or at least automate, which then also, as much as we love the people we work with, in certain respects, in certain scenarios, the automation is simply more reliable, more accurate and consistent. And it then frees up your team to actually work on the things that they are really good at and the things that you actually employed them for rather than just the menial drudgery that every job seems to entail. And yes, that's a great thing too, because that's going to make their job far more fulfilling than repeating that same thing over and over. I mean, just the the simple things of phone shortcuts. And now, of course, you can get to them on your computer as well. So when you've got something that you're doing a lot, you can just put in three or four characters as opposed to sitting there typing it out. And because you do it all the time, you might then make mistakes. So we've done our day's tasks. We've done our 15-minute increments. What do we then do with that? Well, then you want to sort of batch these things together because there will be some things on that list that you are uniquely skilled at doing and that delivers real value and that is worth your time. And this obviously filters through your business for every person on the team. And then you look at, okay, the things that you then end up with a list of things that need to be done at the moment we believe need to be done, but I have no unique ability that means I have to do it. And then you look at, well, actually, and there's also, there's the simple fact of these are things I just don't enjoy doing, but the things that I have no unique ability for and that I don't enjoy doing, someone else on the team or another tool might be perfect for. And it's in their wheelhouse and and they can do that. And it's then looking at, well, okay, who can do this? And, And it's simple things. You start easy. You don't want to start with the approach of I'm going to automate my business because it's too big and vague and overwhelming. But just something as simple as, let's say, for instance, after you've had a phone call with a new inquiry, you want to send them an email. Now, that email, 85 to 90% of that email is going to be the same every time. There's going to be elements that refer to the call you've just had or to the prospect's own scenario, but a lot of the information in that email will be generic. So in that instance, you can see, well, okay, I've sent that email, say, 15 times this week. Well, it would be a lot quicker if I just create a template with one section where I can add in the relevant information from the call I've just had and then send it. And now I don't have to retype that email every time. And 
it goes out consistently with the right information or attachment or whatever that I want to send out every time, but it's personalized because I'm just adding this little bit in. And those are the kind of things that you can start with if you're not familiar with the technology or automation, just to get your feet wet and get used to the idea. Great. So I love that. And especially if those sort of things where you don't need to be trying to type paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs over the time where you're rushing to get that out so that you can get it out before the end of the day and then end up making mistakes that if you had taken that few more minutes would make your presentation so much better. And then you've forgotten to attach the attachment that was the whole thing. I mean, we all get emails that say, see attachment and you go, ah, where is it? Yeah, then you, you quickly get another email. Sorry, forgot the attachment. Yes. And, and it's, it, it also makes it then those kinds of things. And this is a very simple example, but it's very powerful because let's say, for instance, that is in a sales environment. So it's after an initial sales call, that email goes out. Now, the next time you hire the next salesperson, it's very easy to just have the workflow be when you have the conversation, this is the template, that's where you add the relevant stuff and send. You don't have to train them on what needs to be in the email, what attachments to send with it and everything like that. So it lowers the bar at which a new team member can actually start delivering real value to the business and to the customer. And that, of course, just infiltrates everywhere throughout the business. And you can get to some really advanced things. But if you just start with something like that, you very quickly see the benefit. And then it's a snowball effect where it's like, well, if I can do that, I can do it here. And then it just picks up momentum. And then every time you go to work, you start realizing, well, actually, this can be better. That can be better. And it's exponential depending on how many people you have on your team. Fantastic. So we've started with our emails. What would we do next with that list? I would probably look at where your just general data entry, because getting things wrong is one side, but then also it's just the tedium and there's no additional value generated by doing it. So connecting and you can use a tool like Zapier or Integromat or Integrately to say, well, okay, when I enter someone over here, the information is automatically copied over to there rather than I'm entering it here. We go through the whole sales process and then I have to email the information to the person in accounts who will then manually type it into the accounting platform so that we can invoice voice the person. That was fine long before we had technology and everyone worked on paper, but it's just not, there's no, there's no reason for it anymore. No. And it should, it should just be there. It should just, so you can then start with those kind of things where you can transfer the information. And then the next step would really be to look at, okay, here's seven things that currently we're not in a position to automate perhaps, but actually I don't need to do it. I can free up time and it goes over to another person. Perfect. And, and and it's then a bit of a waterfall that depending on who's where in the business, these things move around. And, and, and another reason why to focus on these small things, because we think, oh, it's only two minutes. And there's a lot of these little two minute tasks that generate conversations and questions and things from the different parts of the business. There's research been done about this, that if you are working on an important task and you're focused and someone comes and interrupts you, even though that interruption might only be a couple of minutes, it takes you about 17 minutes to get back to the level of focus that you had before the interruption. And it's in that 17 minutes that you can be more prone to make mistakes and everything that goes on from there. Whereas if you can eliminate those scenarios, then your focused work and your ability to do that kind of work increases quite markedly for you and for everyone else. 
Yes, absolutely. Multitasking is definitely a myth. And jumping from one thing to another and back again is not good for our brains. So if we can just set the task, set the time limit, I quite like to work in 50-minute blocks. So I do my 50 minutes and then I have 10 minutes where I get up and walk around because, of course, sitting at a desk all day is not good for you. And if you can just focus on that 50 minutes and whether it be 50 or whatever timing you you set yourself, you wouldn't want to go too much longer than that and really concentrate on that. It's amazing what you can get done. And also making sure that you do have a time set for your tasks will also help it to stop it running over into two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, and suddenly there's two hours gone. Yeah, because we all look at these to-do lists and we say, oh, look how much I did this week. But then you look at it from the other side and say, okay, how much did we achieve this week? And it's never as much as the long list of things you got done. And that's then the next step is to really start looking at those details and say, okay, does it actually need to be done? What, why are we doing this? And, and I think as, as business owners, we don't do this often enough to just stop and say, okay, this activity that takes place in the business, why are we actually doing it? The business has changed over the last 12 months. Do we still need to do that? Rather than it's just, well, this is the way it's been done here for the last two years, and therefore we just keep doing it that way. And you can really, by, by just having this process, you can identify things that's just a waste of time. Yes, absolutely. And being busy for busy sake is not overly productive. Yeah. And it allows for batching when you realize, well, okay, for me personally, my most productive part of the day is the early mornings. Generally, I have most of my calls and everything after lunch. By being really clear on what it is, the activities that you want to focus on, you can then batch those things. And then you say, well, you know, people call me and whatever. And it's like, well, okay, there's a next step there that says, if somebody wants to talk to me in particular, there's an automated diary system where they can go to a link, they can see when I'm available. And then it's up to me to just make sure the availability in that calendar is only in the afternoons. I never have to explain to someone why they can't have a call with me at 10 o'clock in the morning, because when they go to the diary, they can see it in the afternoon and they pick the day that they want. There's no back and forth. When can we speak? Can we do this? Can we do that? And there's kind of waste of time on the other person's part as well. And just by sort of looking around a bit and seeing what technology is available to help with what are really easy things, but can have a real big impact. I just think it's really beneficial to businesses and to the people who work in them. Absolutely. And having those diaries, if you are doing a Zoom call, to automatically send out the Zoom link. So then you don't need to send an extra email or you've got that email string automated so that when you send that one that says you will be joining so-and-so in 24 hours, you're not actually physically doing it. So that can also be a, a big time saver. You get to a point where there's lots of things being done in the business that nobody's thinking about and nobody needs to remember to do, but the business is getting the benefit of all those things being done. And that's the thing with with a lot of these two-minute tasks is they need to be done. Everyone you could potentially employ is overqualified to do them. So give it to a computer that doesn't care and will just keep doing it consistently and by computer, I mean, any, any system that you need to use. But by doing that, the business can benefit. And you, you end up, I mean, we use Zapier extensively in our business. And I think we pay maybe $130 US a month for it. But it's doing between two and a half and three and a half thousand things for us every month. 
those things need to happen, but there's no one I could pay $130 a month to do 3,000 things. No, and you wouldn't Uh, want to either. No, and it's consistent and it's reliable and it's there. And it means there's loads of things that me and my team, we can focus on the stuff that actually makes a difference. And, And every business is just filled with these opportunities. There is. And even smaller businesses, people say, oh, I'm just a micro business. I don't have that. But look at the things we've talked about, your emails, your calendar, your diary, your phone calls, your Zoom calls. There's just so many things, no matter what size business you are. We've gone through that list. Is there one more thing that we should be looking at in our business to automate? It's really, I think the next point I'll probably make is how to think about it when you come to decide, okay, we're going to automate this process in the business. So let's say, for instance, it's what happens when there's an initial inquiry, be that a phone call or a web form that's been filled in on the website or an email that we receive. What is the process? And the way that I describe this is your business, you can think of your business as a duck on a lake. Everyone takes pictures of the duck on the lake just serenely gliding across the water. But we all know that under the water, the feet's pedaling like mad to keep the thing moving. That's your business. The duck on the lake above the water is what your customer experiences. And what's below the water is everything going on in the business to make that happen. And rightly, for the most part, the customer couldn't care less about the feet. And that's where you want to then start is forget about the tools or everything. Just do this on a whiteboard with a pen and and don't put some technology between your brain and and what you want to do is to just say, okay, when there's a new inquiry and it's a phone call, we want this email to go out after the phone call. We want the customer to experience this and this in the next three days. If it's a web form, this is what needs to happen. And you, you do it all from the perspective of what do I want the customer to experience? And then once you've decided on that, don't worry about the how, just put in the ideal scenario for the customer or the prospect. And then you look below the water and you say, okay, what do we need to put in place in the business in order to make that happen? Perfect. Because because a lot of the time people think, okay, we're going to put some automation in the business. And they immediately start asking questions in Facebook groups or on Reddit threads or whatever is about, okay, what's the best tool for automation in my business? Well, at the moment, you haven't got a clue what you're automating and, you, and you're starting at the wrong end. It's, it's always done with the perspective of what is the customer or the prospect experiencing and then what do we need to put in place? And then just a key thing here is we talk about these two-minute tasks. Think about it all in those small chunks. Just because you don't know what you want a customer to experience in the third week after they become a customer doesn't mean you can't put something in place for the first two days. You don't have to do the whole thing in one because your business will change. You'll start seeing benefits. You'll tweak it. You'll build it as you go along. And in some respects, it's better to lay the track while the train is running rather than try and sort of do the whole thing and decide this is what it's going to be because it'll change and make peace with the fact that it'll never be finished. That is so good. A couple of things to unpack there. I love the analogy of lay the track as the train's running because sometimes if we think about where that train's got to go and we're not 100% sure of the destination, we just won't lay any track because we start getting overwhelmed and confused and we're not sure where to go. And the other thing, of course, is that when we put in those Facebook groups that we want the favorite automation, we don't even know what it is that we want it to do. So we end up with all these expensive subscriptions 
that actually won't do the task we need. They do 100 other things. Or we could have done that with the existing technology that we've already got. Yeah, and we see that happen a lot, is that people go after the shiny objects and, and what's new and, and what's the latest ad I saw on my on YouTube or anything like that, where actually it's just taking the time to say, well, the tool, these are the tools we use already. What can they do? And that's why I, even though we're a tech company and we have our own automation platform and everything, we still use Zapier a lot and tools like it because it allows you to say, well, actually, we already use Google Sheets, for instance, or Excel, we already use Xero or QuickBooks. Just link the two together. I don't yes. I don't need to I don't need to completely overall what the business is doing and 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 rip the guts out of it. I can just be smarter with it and link these things together and get the tools in the business to talk to each other. And you can make massive gains just there without feeling that you're having to rebuild the business from the inside. Absolutely. And the things that Zapier can do when Google Sheets, it's just really incredible when you know what you're doing. Yeah. And it's again, it's it, if you're not comfortable with the technology, just start small. And that's the key thing is just start. I mean, sign up for a free account, just do something, even just to figure out how it works. Do something that is not in your business, but uses the tools in your business so that you don't worry about sending the wrong thing to the wrong person. But just so that you can mess about with it, and see what happens. Once you grasp the basic concepts, you then start seeing where the opportunities are. Absolutely. Even starting with those shortcuts on your phone, or there are platforms, of course, that you can do that, or even just dropping those basic letters that you're doing time over time into a signature and just be able to, to add it that way, just to get your feet wet, like you say, and just to start. So that's fantastic, Peter. Wrapping it up, have you got one last thing you'd like to tell our customers and our Um, listeners? A way of thinking about it and how to approach when you're trying to work out what to do and how you want to set things, tie things together. And in our own platform, all the automation works in this manner, but you just, you want to think of it along the lines of if this, then that. And your whole business is made up out of strings of if this, then that. So if you can describe to, let's say, a salesperson, if you finish the first call with a new prospect, then send this email. If you can describe it to the person sitting next to you, then you can build it in automation. And think of all these things in that, in that sort of, if you can complete the sentence, if this, then that, then you can build it in the tool of your choice or link things together. And you can then just have it that, let's say, if a prospect gets to the stage where they need to be quoted, then pass the data automatically to Zero or QuickBooks or, or whatever you're using. Now you know exactly what you're trying to do. It's like, okay, how do I identify a prospect as needing to be quoted? And that is the trigger to pass the information over to your accounting software rather than thinking, okay, well, when, how, where, what, and make it a big thing. It's just these small little change. It's almost like the DNA in your business. It's just these small little chains that you link together in different things. And we're all just playing with Lego really and building the things we want. Absolutely. And some Lego has better foundations than others and some... It has lots of spirally little bits that are a little bit about Jenga and they all fall over. So, Peter, if people have liked this conversation and you've spoken a little bit about your automated business, tell us more about that and where they can find you. 
Yeah, so our platform is Macanta, which really allows you to do two key things. One is build a custom CRM for your business and the associated business automation processes. And it's all on a no-code basis. So you don't have the risk or the cost or the complexity of building a custom tool and getting developers involved and starting to run a team. It's all done through an interface. And as long as you know what you want to do in your business, then you can, you can do it in Macanta. Um, so yeah, so the, the best way to get in touch really is you can sign up for a free account at our website, macantacrm.com. Get in touch with us there or I'm quite easy to find on LinkedIn and just give me a shout there and I'm happy to chat. Fantastic. And we'll put all of that in the show notes. Now it's the stage where I get to ask you five questions. Are you game, cool. Peter? Yeah, yeah, go for it. What is the best advice given to you by a mentor? One thing is and I've got the sticker on the wall here. So it's in the form of a question and it says, can you solve a different problem? And I'll just a bit of context around that is just that we were in our business, we were in a mastermind setting and we were trying to get across a problem. And then one of the guy, a friend of mine in the group then just asked, well, can you solve a different problem that makes that problem irrelevant? And it's that, it's just actually stopping and almost just walking around it and looking at it from a different side and say, well, actually, if I do this thing over here, that thing that's causing me an issue, it becomes irrelevant and not required anymore. Yes. And, and, and that's why it's up on the wall, but it's just as a reminder to whenever we get stuck on anything is to think, well, actually, are we, are we trying to solve the right problem? Fantastic. I like that. What is the biggest help you've received since starting your business? I would go with the ongoing support and encouragement of my wife and kids. Fabulous. What is the one thing that you need to do every day? You're non-negotiable. Listen to music. Nice. What is your favourite business book and why? Recently, my favourite business book is by Jason Freed and... I'm going to use the abbreviation. He's a Scandinavian guy, DHH. They're the guys who started Basecamp. Ah, okay. Yep. And, and the book is called It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. Nice. Very good. Um, and and, and it, it, there's lots of insight into how they run their business. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot about how they deal with people and how they deal, what their focus is. And they seem to have a team of 50 people and it's all very calm and focused. Perfect. And lots of automation, no doubt. Yes, but not, and, and this is an important thing, not to the detriment of what they're trying to achieve. It's not, it's not a heavy focus necessarily, but it's there. Perfect. So thank you very much for your time, Peter, and we'll drop all of that in the show notes. So is there any last word that you'd like to give the audience? The main thing is just get started. Just go and do, try and, so we're what, we're almost done with a week, but try before the end of the week to just go and at least test one thing. And so that you can get interested in this and then make sure that you and perhaps your whole team start tracking every 15 minutes just for Monday to Friday next week and then review it at the end of the week. You'll be astounded by the amount of time that's effectively being wasted in the business because it's not used right. Fantastic. I love that. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And SPT audience, remember to enjoy the journey. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. 
Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.